0: This Shabbat, the Torah reading Naso, continues the process of taking a census or count of B'nai Israel, the children of Israel. Last week we were told at the beginning of the book of Numbers count every person, God tells Moses, according to their tribal house. And it does seem to be a count for military purposes. Now in Nassau, he is asked to count the Gershonites and the Merorites, the extended clan of the Levites, whose job was spiritual and not militaristic. Now I know even today, with all of our technology at our beck and call, taking a census is a difficult thing. That kind of counting, the effort to know our true numbers and what the counting can tell you about the nature of a population, It takes time, but there at Sinai one might assume the census would be simple for Moshe. He had no need for an iPad or a computer to aid him. How come? God could have just said how many people were standing there. So why count and think about who the counting is for at that moment? In this country, and in Eretz Yisrael this past week, we have had to do such difficult counting. Families have had to count the loss of dear loved ones, children, brothers and sisters, parents, friends. The body count from the attack in Orlando is the largest in this country since 9-11. But we've been counting losses for so long now, from Sandy Hook to Charleston, it's hard to believe. In 2015 alone in this country, there were 372 mass shootings, with 475 people killed and 1,870 wounded. If you define a mass shooting as one shooting incident, that kills or injures four or more people, including the assailant. What a bizarre census to take, counting our losses from acts of violence stemming from hatred, from the evil perspective that your way is the only way, from mental illness sometimes, often fed by a culture that celebrates violence, and makes automatic weapons easily available. When I was traveling in a hardware store, there they were. You could just go up and buy them. And of course, that counting does not include the single incident shootings in poor communities or the fear from police using violence unjustifiably that has brought such suffering to our African-American brothers and sisters. It is a census of blood we must take, stunned by cruel acts against innocent people just out for the evening, some with their loved ones, their lives cut short in joyful cities like Tel Aviv and Orlando. In that latter vacation city that night, young men and some women, what were they doing? They were out seeking connection, friendship, joy, and love. In a nightclub that caters to a gay population, they were going as is their right to a place that's private, that's supposed to offer safety and comfort for a community that's oppressed. They were there on Latin night. And you heard the names and the ages. You heard the count. They lost their lives for simply being themselves. These beautiful beings that God made them to be. Then we honor Charleston, where people, what were they doing? They gathered for Torah study, for Bible study. Beautiful people seeking to embrace God's love and life. And they were murdered in a place of sanctuary. And what about Tel Aviv? Families sitting outside, Jews and Arabs together. There are Arab uh, people who went and saved, tried to save lives. But they were cut down for being the beautiful people that they were by an amazing selfishness and extremism that claims that violence is an appropriate way to deal with a conflict, a conflict we know will only end when they accept our right to be and we accept theirs. Instead, the terrorist acts, whether here or in Israel or Turkey or Paris or Pakistan, with a fascistic drive to eliminate, rather than ever really engage, with no desire to accept difference and no vision of peace, only elimination. So we count. We count our losses, but at some point we pray that the counting of this sort will finally force us to make a change in all of our directions. In Naso, in our Torah portion, the count is not for God to know who is there. We understand that the census has a different meaning. The Levites, the mystical tradition the Kabbalah teaches us, by being counted here, they're asked to raise themselves up and become not just carriers of the tabernacle, tent pegs and all, but also those who raise up the greater community. It was their job to place Torah at the center of that community as they took the census. They would stand around the tabernacle and the tablets and the Bible with the values at the center That include the notion repeated over and over again as Richard Elliott Friedman taught us so wonderfully here a few months ago. That all people are reflections of God's creation, not just Jews. That we have to love, strive to love our neighbors as ourselves and to respect the stranger among us. It's at the heart of the teaching and counts at the center of the community. This is how I think we have to go forward, though we are feeling low, naso means raise yourself up like the Levites and be counted. And so let us raise ourselves up and be counted, not to remain silent, but speak out against the passive bigotry that fuels this kind of violence. We need to keep raising ourselves up publicly against anti LGBT perspectives, whether in the secular or, yes, even in the religious realms. That implies something's wrong with these beautiful expressions of God's creation. The Pope said, Who am I to judge? So, too, we have to ask others to stand up and be counted against the passive anti-Semitism cloaked in anti-Israel respectability that argues that such violence against Israeli citizens sitting in a park, well, it's the unfortunate byproduct of occupation. And therefore, it's understandable that people might perform acts of terrors against Israelis. Now we have to rise up against that, too. We have to count every time our Congress refuses to impose even the most basic of gun control that was already a part of American Jewish prudence, because they're bowing to the idolatry of an extremist leadership, which refuses to support anti-automatic legislation in this country as if the Constitution should allow us to have tanks and bazookas in our homes to defend ourselves. And we have to keep counting, making sure that black lives matter, that the poor in their neighborhoods are given safety and respect, and that we understand that each person is that reflection of God, that gateway of holiness that can teach me something and you something through our engagement with them. It's not easy. It takes work and courage. To not so to stand up at the center with values. Sometimes we have to raise ourselves up bit by bit. And we know we're not naive. The Israelis took a long time, the Israelites, to reach the promised land. So we know our journey will have twists and turns. But in that wilderness, God taught the Israelites to not lose hope and to not just pray or bring comfort, but to put the values at the center. So may we do and become a voice for hope, for mutual respect, for acceptance of differences, and for an absolute rejection not just of the violence, but of the hate speech that nurtures it into being. The Levites were inspired to do that hard work. But in lifting themselves up, they also became a source of blessing. And the blessing they gave, it's the blessing we give our children on Shabbat. And we give it at special moments in all of our lives. It became the priestly blessing. May God bless you and keep you, they said. May God deal kindly and graciously with you. May God bestow divine favor upon you by bringing peace. So may we raise ourselves up and bring that hope for peace and for blessing in a world so badly in need of it. Shabbat shalom.